Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Everyone will know your reputation and it will open or close doors for you. And those relationships will also open or close doors for you. Don't forget those two things. Super important. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed, and today I'm here with Jim Frido. Jim is joining us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He is the key principal and founder of Spring Capital Partners, which employs the Burr method to add value and refinance funds quickly out of multifamily, which they hold for long-term cash flow. His portfolio consists of 97 units, ranging from single-family rentals to a 28-unit multifamily property. Jim, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're currently focused on? Well, my background, I started off in entertainment and high tech. Nothing too exciting until I discovered real estate. And I've been doing real estate for 16, 17 years now. I started off with single family flips, everything you can do to make a little bit of money in real estate. And now I'm focused on larger multifamilies. And the entire time I have done the Burr method, as you mentioned. So our goal was to get our money back out quickly. Jim, you and I were saying before the interview started that we have very similar portfolios and we've employed very similar strategies in building our portfolios. For our listeners who are sophisticated but don't know the residential or the bigger pockets lingo, can you explain what the Burr method is? And can you explain how you've taken a 28-unit property through that process? That's a good question. So Burr stands for buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. So it's basically adding value to a property, usually through renovations. Sometimes we do it through poor management. We find a property that's managed poorly and improve the methods and make money that way. So the 28 unit property fell into this system. They have people, they're paying very low rents. The buildings are not in great shape. Roofs are falling down. They've got mice. They've got lots and lots of complaints about the building. So you can't get higher rents in those conditions. So we go in there with our team, we fix it up. And that one we just purchased a month ago. We've already got a lot of the work done, but within a year, 
we'll have those up to good rents and it'll improve the value and we'll cash out. Jim, this is a primarily commercial podcast where the most common business model discusses the value add business model, if you're familiar. I want to talk about going full cycle in a bird deal. What I mean is go from acquisition to refinance, because I know you and I both have a long-term hold business plan. What is the largest property, either by unit count or property value that you've gone full cycle with that you've gotten your cash out refi? I've done this with some six units, full cycle. Awesome. Let's talk about those. You had started by talking about finding distress, which is usually operational distress. The rents are too low because the place is in poor condition. And you were about to talk about getting them renovated. Yes. Well, one of my favorites is the six unit I talk about. The seller was coming under fire from the borough. They were taking him to the court. Fire escape didn't work. The building was just in bad shape. He had tenant problems. He was selling it at a very low price. We paid full asking and we went in there. We fixed the fire escape, a very expensive fix, but tenants started seeing the improvement. We updated all the interiors. We bought that for, I think, 125000 We put about 70000 into it. And when we were finished, it appraised at 325, which was actually on the low side. So we were able to pull the money out, it cash flows, and it's been great. And I'll tell you my two favorite things about that story. The seller called me the day after closing, and he's like, oh, I slept so well last night. So he was happy with the purchase. And his brother was a tenant. His brother was breaking the lease to move out. After he saw what we did, he stayed. He's been there the entire time, I think going on four years, and he's been in terrific tenant. So it's a great success story. Outside of single families, Jim, so from two units to six units, how many times have you gone full cycle on the Burr strategy? That's a good question. I don't know the number of buildings. I know the number of units, probably 20 times. 20 times. So it's 20 times that you bought a property experiencing enough distress and improved it enough that you could cash out refinance almost all or some amount more than your initial capital? Yes. Awesome. For our larger multifamily investor listeners out there, I'm excited for the conversation we're about to have because I want you to hear what kind of opportunity is available in this space. As a lot of you know, I operated in it as well. My smallest spur deal is a 700 square foot, one bedroom, one bath, single family. My largest is similar to the stuff that Jim is buying right now. So let's talk specifically about employing the Burr strategy in these multifamily deals. Our listeners will be fairly familiar with the value add business plan, Jim, where they're buying larger apartments, starting about the size that you're getting into now with the opportunity to do enough improving or increase to the NOI to force enough appreciation that they can sell for a considerable profit five years down the line. Proportional to the property's value, they are typically not forcing as much appreciation as you and I are, and they're not doing it nearly as quickly. That leads to a lot of opportunity in the space that we're talking about especially because there are a lot more properties this size that are experiencing significant distress due to bad operations, mom and pop landlords who fall behind, things like that. That's all a lead up to this question, Jim. 
how much distress does a property need to be experiencing or how much of a discount do you have to get when you buy one of these in order to know that you can successfully cash out refi within a couple of years? That's an excellent question. If you take the after repair value and you take 70% of that minus all of your costs going into it, that is what we can offer. When I say costs, I'm talking about renovations, holding, et cetera. And the reason I pick the 70% is that's where you can typically refinance at a 70% loan to value. Obviously, that varies. Sometimes it can be as low as 65. It can be as high as 80%, but 70 is a pretty good working number. If you can do that and you can do that in a short period of time, you can actually refinance and have no cash in the property and hold it long term. But if you don't get quite that deal, then you are looking at a longer term hold like a lot of investors do, where it's a five-year hold and then you sell. But our plan is always to hold it long term. So we'd like to get that money out as quickly as possible. So that's why we target that 70% of the value so we can refinance everything out. You know, it sounds like you're taking fairly fundamental single family home flipping metrics and applying them to multifamily here. Yes, it's really the same technique, just on a larger scale. Are these the numbers that you use, these metrics you use when you bought your 28 unit? Yes. Gotcha. Talk us through those numbers a bit. This is in Pittsburgh, correct? It is. Gotcha. So... This one was a little tough. It was a little overpriced. So we kept this one as affordable housing. So we were able to get some subsidized funds, some reduced interest rates in order to keep it profitable as an affordable housing and then keep it available for tenants who either have a Section 8 voucher or are just below the average median income for the area. So we looked at what our innovations are and we looked at what it would take to make this thing so people want to stay there and be good tenants. Subtracted those numbers and then looked at the rents that were low and what could they realistically be when we were finished. This particular property had a lot of people who were paying essentially one bedroom rates or one bedroom vouchers. They're all two bedroom units. You cannot operate a two bedroom property with one bedroom rents. So unfortunately in this case, there will be some displacement. We will help people find places that are one bedrooms, but we'll have to get those up to two bedroom numbers. But the way to do that is to do the renovations, as we talked about, new roofs, some windows, some structural issues, plumbing, electrical problems, every toilet in there rotated. So you've got water leaking. So lots of water drips. So those economies of scale keep our utility costs down when you're paying for the water. So all this factored in to make the numbers more efficient so that in a year or 18 months when we refinance, we will have built the value that we need to cash everything out. Big picture, 28 units, affordable housing, almost all or all two bedrooms. How much did you pay for it? What is your total budget for renovation and holding costs, et cetera? And what do you expect the ARV to be? Purchase price was 1.7, 200,000 in renovations. And the ARV, I believe, came in, I think it was around 2.5. But we have some subsidized loans, so it's not quite the 70%, but we'll be able to refinance and pull our funds out. 
We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you tired of spending hours managing your rental properties? Inago is here to simplify your life as a landlord or property owner with their free property management software. With Inago, you can say goodbye to complex and costly solutions. Inago is designed with simplicity in mind, focusing on the features that matter to you. From tenant screening and lease signing to rent collection and work order management, Inago has got you covered. They offer a seamless interface and dedicated support representatives to assist you in every step of the way. Join thousands of satisfied landlords and start streamlining your property management tasks today with Inago. Plus, you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card just for using Inago. Visit inago.com forward slash best ever to get started and reclaim your time and sanity. That's I-N-N-A-G-O dot com forward slash best ever. Deciding how to invest your capital is more challenging than ever. That's why it's never been more important to partner with a company with a solid track record and that has thrived through various economic cycles. Companies like BAM Capital. BAM Capital is a trusted multifamily syndicator that has delivered a historical average of over 35% IRR with an average hold period of three and a half years. BAM Capital has never missed a preferred payment, never lost an LP's investment, and never called capital past the subscription amount. BAM Capital is currently raising capital for a fund designed for accredited investors targeting a 15 to 20% IRR and a 2 to 2.5x equity multiple to its investors over a three to five year hold period. If you're an accredited investor and you want to learn more about multifamily investment opportunities with BAM Capital, visit capital.thebamcompanies.com. Again, that's capital.thebamcompanies.com. Jim, did you raise capital from other investors for this 28 unit or have you raised capital in the past for your other smaller properties? I have and I did for this. So most of the people that I've raised funds from are people I've known for a long time. I have a relationship with. They want to do real estate investing and I'm really helping them out in many cases to get involved. So this was the same case where there were people I've worked with before and we gathered a small amount of money. We didn't need a whole lot of money going into this, but we gathered some money and put the funds together and closed this. But I've done this on many of my small projects, small raises, not large raises. What is the ownership structure you use for these kinds of deals? LLCs. I mean, between you and your partners, is it a joint venture? Are they limited? Is it a syndication? I imagine not for the six units because the numbers are too small, but did you structure the 28 unit as a syndication or is it all JV? And the other big question here is when you get to that cash out refinance, is there some level of return at which you're buying out your partners or are they coming along for the long-term hold ride with you? That's an excellent question. Because these are people I have a long-term relationship with, we have not done it as a traditional syndication. So it is an LLC. So everyone has some skin in the game, if you will. And they're all staying in it for the long-term for the cash flow. Everyone's trying to have their cash flow for when they retire, and this helps them do that. Now, I am working on some bigger deals where we are going to do a traditional syndication where you have limited partners, general partners, but everybody's involved from the beginning and we'll be in it long-term. With these joint venture partnerships, 
How is the equity in the property, in the deal distributed amongst the partners? You can speak in generalities, of course. I don't need to know who the partners are and exactly how much of these properties they own. But how is it the equity is distributed? So we have it set up in a similar fashion as you would with a syndication. The general partner gets a percentage. So that's to find a deal, put the deal together, do the asset management, bring it to stabilization, refinance it. Then the bulk of it goes to the money. So whoever puts money in gets a portion of that share based on how much they put in. What do those percentages look like for the quote-unquote general partner? The general rule that we use is 30%, which gets increased to 40% once everybody gets their cash out. And that's without putting any capital into the deal, 30%? Correct. That's interesting. Jim, these bird deals have a lot of moving parts, even more moving parts as you scale into commercial multifamily with six units and then with 28 units. As you have scaled from single family duplex into larger properties, what have your biggest struggles been? Probably the biggest struggle is having enough contractor help. So I have my own renovation company with my own W-2 employees. I did that just for some stability in this market. And that's been great when you do one, two units, three units at a time. But as we scale, that becomes a little bit of a bottleneck. So I do have long-term relationships with some subcontractors who can help out and help us get these units turned quickly so that we can stay on target. Because we certainly don't want to take four years renovating a large portfolio. It's got to get done in a fast manner. So the biggest struggle has been scaling your in-house renovations to meet the needs of a growing portfolio? Yes, because as you start scaling, you need more people and they're not your employees. So you are beholden to their schedule, which isn't always conducive to what your schedule is. That makes a lot of sense. Do you do all property management and construction management in-house then? We do. I have a property management company as well, a long-term partner. She's the licensed broker. I tend to be the boots on the ground, but we do keep everything in-house. And your rehab crews are specific to the needs of your own portfolio? They are. Gotcha. Again, we were talking earlier about the similarities between our portfolios. One of the things that I've done for renovations is build out human resources that are frankly twice as much as my portfolio actually requires, and then effectively general contracting them out to other investors and project managers so that I know I have them available for my stuff when I need them, but I also know that I can keep them busy and make a little bit of money along the way. Last question here before we transition the conversation, Jim. Most of my experience doing bird deals in the like one to six unit space was before 2022 and before the massive interest rate hikes that we've seen and some of the fluctuation that has hit the larger multifamily market, especially. Have you seen this shift impact your portfolio or the deals that you're doing or the properties you're looking to acquire and what you can get them for? Absolutely. So we had to do a pivot last year because of the increasing interest rates. Now, we still pick up occasional single family duplexes, et cetera, because they're just great deals. So we'll grab them. Those haven't been impacted because those sales are still strong. However, on the bigger units, the cap rates, they're lower than the interest rates. So you just have trouble making that work, traditional methods. 
So we have been doing more of the affordable housing with the subsidized interest. So as it is right now with the 28 unit, I know what my permanent funding is going to look like in a year. I've got my cash out appraisal. So everything's tied up. So it doesn't matter what happens to interest rates at this point. I'm set and locked in for a year. So to do the traditional method where we do our bridge zone and then we go refinance in a year, that's a little scary right now because we don't know what's going to happen. So we had to pivot to adjust for that. That makes a lot of sense. Jim, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. What is the best ever book you recently read? David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. He's a beast. If you haven't read that book, he's just amazing. Ultra marathoner. Nice. What is your best ever way to give back? I like to help new investors. None of us did this alone. I like to give back, helping some of the new investors getting involved in new deals. I post daily on Facebook with tips and other things to help new investors. Jim, on the properties you've acquired, what is the biggest mistake you've made and the best ever lesson that resulted from it? Oh boy, how much time do we have left? (laughs) Well, that's why I'm asking for the biggest one. Well, it's big. My very first purchase was an absolute disaster. I think I made every possible mistake you can make in real estate on that one transaction. Shared utilities, poor condition, poor neighborhoods. The takeaways from it were immense. I'll never do shared utilities again, except water. I don't have much of a choice there. Shared heat, nope, nope. So it has shaped my investing approach. Let's itemize some of them. You said specifically shared utilities. What were the other ones? Really horrible building. I did not know my numbers, so I didn't budget for renovations. I bought these crappy buildings thinking, oh, everything's going to be great, right? No. The furnace went up in one unit. It was four units of four or five properties altogether. And those were big furnaces, and that's a big tab, and I didn't budget for it. I bought this when the cap rate was presented, I think it was 21%, which is like, wow, that's amazing, which it is. If you can fill it and they pay their rent and they don't damage it. None and of you don't which, have to fix anything. <laughs> none of it were true. My background screening was not that great. I gave people second chances who really were not a good fit. They would start dealing drugs. I had learned from there that if someone has a problem, Two months security deposit does not fix that problem. That's the last money you probably will ever see. And there are probably a few other lessons I learned from that <laughs> that property. Like I said, every mistake I could make, I think I made on that one deal. Good to get those mistakes out quickly then. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Jim, what is your best ever advice? The best thing you can do is work on your reputation and your relationships. They are key. Everyone will know your reputation and it will open or close doors for you. And those relationships will also open or close doors for you. Don't forget those two things. Super important. Last question. Where can people get in touch with you? Facebook. I do a lot of posting on Facebook with some tips. They can also go to my website, springcapital.partners. Those links are in the show notes. Jim, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained value from this episode, please do leave us a five-star review Share this episode with a friend you know we can add value to through our conversation today. Thank you and have a best ever day. Thanks, Slocum. I appreciate it. I appreciate your listeners. Happy investing. 
Hi, Best Ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and Best Ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the Best Ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.